0: Your exclusive home of the D-Backs. Arizona Sports. The local sports leader.
1: D-Backs manager Tori Lovello joins
0: Burns and Gambo to talk D-Backs baseball. Welcome back. It is the Burns and Gambo Show here on Arizona Sports. The local sports leader, flagship home of the Arizona Diamondbacks. They're on the road east coast in Miami, taking on the Marlins this afternoon. You'll hear the game on ESPN 620. Joining us right now, as he does every single Friday at 2.30, the manager of the first place, Arizona Diamondbacks. We could get used to saying that. Torrey Lovello joining us here on the Burns and Gambo Show. Torrey, what's going on, man? Nothing. Just uh, enjoyed a good off day yesterday, ready to play some baseball.
1: First place D-backs. very exciting. Uh, South Beach in Miami, return to the scene of the crime, I guess. We to make, make sure that Madison Bumgarner doesn't have any staring contest with the home plate home plate umpire in this one, please. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, you know, that was an unfortunate incident, right? You talk about certain things that don't look good on, on both sides, right? The umpire didn't do his thing, and then Bum obviously reacted the way he did. On uh, both sides, Bum uh, act, reacting the way he did. But, uh, yeah, it, it was it was something that we all learned from. We're going to move off of it. I, you know, to tell you the truth, I keep a very close eye on every interaction now between the umpire and uh, our pitcher walking off the field for that very reason. It was unfortunate. It happened. It's in the past, and
1: Bum's ready to start firing away tonight. All right, four consecutive series wins or splits to start the season. Hasn't been done since 18 by this team, um, and that team ended up with a winning record. It was a good season for you guys. Just give me your thoughts. You had a really brutal schedule early, and you guys came out of it really well. Yeah. I
2: agree we we wouldn't have had it any other way, not for the way of, of predicting that we're sitting where we are and we were going to win baseball games, but it was just going to be a measuring stick for us a young team um, we're still maturing, and I just want to see how we stood up to that it's you know you're getting to the ring with some of the best fighters right and you and and, and the track record indicates as such that will continue so I wanted to just get there and compare ourselves and see how we stood and we, st- we stood that challenge and um you know we we feel like we can compete every single day like I don't feel like we're going to go 162-0. Nobody will. But each and every day, I feel very strongly we can go out there and win a baseball game. It doesn't matter who we're facing. It doesn't matter what team, what organization is across the field from us. This team is mature enough now to handle it. We're going to put it on us. We're going to go out and play our game, and it's resulted in a really positive record. We've got a long way to go. But I'll tell you what, for the teams that we were going to play, as you mentioned, to be staying where we are right now feels really good. I want them to enjoy it, but I want them to be ready to play baseball today. 7
0: What did you see out of Dre Jamison in that start a couple of days ago, and was there any temptation to see him go a little longer in that start, Troy?
2: Yeah, um, you know. To be honest with you, I saw the first couple innings, and then I stepped away. Obviously, I got thrown out. <laughs> and, <laughs> yeah, let's not uh, let forget. Oh yes, of course. I just I, I didn't get a chance to uh, to see a couple innings. I, after I get thrown out, there's a little transition. I, I got to calm down. I end up going to work out a little bit, burn off that energy. So I didn't see his last two innings. But what I did see, he was repeating his delivery. He was maintaining velocity. Uh, he was making pitches when he had to, and he pitched through four innings. The reason why it was cut short is we've got to be extremely careful with all of our athletes, especially our young athletes, our young pitchers with a very, very bright future. We knew quickly that this build-up would happen. It's gonna happen. He's gonna be extended from what the mid fifties, which we 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 were very comfortable that he could do that in the last start, up to 78, 75 in his next start. And the next thing you know, he's gonna be fully loaded. So to me it was okay to sacrifice early and his first start back to kind of clip him short. We had a full bullpen with a day off the next day. It made a lot of sense to me. And he's gonna be healthy and strong and fire
1: fastballs for the rest of the year. Listen, I don't want to get too far ahead of myself, but I, I mean, I like him. I think he's a rotation piece going forward for the long haul. If he pitches well, I would assume that you're going to want to keep him in the rotation. And then what do you, what do you think about when Davies is ready to come back? Yeah, it's hard to predict um,
2: that that far in the future. What I ask these guys is to stay in the moment, be present today, not get too far ahead of ourselves. So I, I'm going to go with that as my answer. I just we're going to we're going to do what we can to win today. And so when Davies comes back, we're going to be even thicker and, and and have even more inside of our uh, organization when it comes to starting pitching. Un, unable to predict what could happen. Uh, you know, knock on wood that we don't we don't have any more injuries, but that may be a possibility. You can't get enough starting pitching especially when you're a young team and you're pushing to do things what we're doing so we love the depth we want to get Zach healthy when we get there we'll cross that bridge
1: Andrew Chafin has been great for you Kyle Nelson too you guys you guys got the strikeouts you got the power arms you got 55 tied for third in the major leagues right now overall I'm sure you're not totally satisfied with the bullpen you guys have had some blunders ERA is you know, probably a little bit under 5 but just give me your thoughts on this revamped bullpen so far yeah, well, uh, you know, there's a strategy to what we did this off
2: season. Um, Strami, our pitching coach, said, "Look, we need a little bit more power." The front office said, "Absolutely." They went out and got some power arms and then some, some experienced arms, such as Andrew Chafin. Uh, and yeah, we're very pleased with what's going on. To me, what it spells out is that the front, uh, the front, front end guys uh, that are supposed to get the saves and, and protect the leads are doing such. It's that mid to back end, uh, um, um, early guy that is not probably holding it the score where it is or giving up some scratch runs because I know those 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 back end guys I'm sorry those back end guys such as Andrew Chafin and Kyle Nelson have been throwing the ball extremely well we got to have a little bit of balance we got to be better in a lot of areas no doubt about it there's no perfection to this team we, we're striving for it every single day and it's impossible to get there we can keep getting to that level every single day though uh, and I want everybody to go in there and just be themselves and fire the baseball where they're supposed to get out so no matter when they're pitching in the game but I feel very comfortable with what we've done on the back end for the games that we're supposed to win. That's the bottom line. That's what we had to get better at this year, and we have.
0: Tory Lovello, our guest here on the Burns and Gambo Show. Given the first place start and how exciting the brand has been so so far, I, I'm curious from your perspective, what do you think you need to get better at? What, what you just talked a second ago about you know, the things you want to improve on. What are some of the things you think this team needs to get better at two weeks into the season, Tory?
2: Yeah, one of the things that that stands out to me more so than, than any other is we, our on base percentage is I think at three thirteen. I, I was looking at some numbers yesterday, and you know that's below the average. Our, our hitters are too good to not draw walks and get on base. And, and With our ability to do the things that we've all been talking about and really excited about when it comes to sealing bases and hearing that starting pitcher or the pitcher of the opposing team hear that black noise, we've got to get on base. Plain and simple. We could have beat Corbin Burns the other day, but for, he, we let him, him kind of waltz through us at 86 pitches or 82 pitches through seven innings. The way you beat Corbin Burns is you grind him out, get him out of the game by the sixth inning because he's throwing 105 pitches. Who cares if he Throwing up zeros, but we're going to get your bullpen on that day. I think we can come a little bit more diverse with with the ability to get on base in different ways, other than just hitting the ball in the right spot at the right time with a high velocity. We got to hit the pitch we're looking for, and we don't. Let's check off of it and get on base and create that noise. Our bullpen, certain parts of our bullpen, I feel like a little more depth. That those first guys out, I think they need to be a little bit better, and they're getting their work, and they will be. Our starting pitcher was an early starting pitching was an early concern for. Us. But with Zach Gallen and, and Merrill Kelly leading the way, I knew that they were going to turn that around. They have. So a couple of things right there that stick out to mind. But most, most importantly, I feel like we've got to beat good pitchers. We've got to beat guys like Corbin Burns. To get to where we want to get to, we've got to find a way to fight through that starting pitcher. Because you're going to get, when you're a when you're, when you're seven-game series at the back end of, of the season, you know you're getting really good starting pitching, right? You want to get through them all, and you've got to win four out of, out
1: of, the, out of the seven
2: games you're going to play. We've got to be able to beat the best.
1: Listen, we were blown away by how quick Gabriel Moreno's, uh, how quick he's able to pop up and throw runners out. We we spent half the show the other day just, you know, just talking about you know when he threw that third runner out, he was three for three. You look at the history of this game, Pudge Rodriguez, nobody ran on him. Thurman Munson, Johnny Bench, Jim Sundberg, Yachty. More recently, with the Cardinals, is Moreno that type of guy where teams are going to look at the advanced stats and say we don't want to run on this guy? I have to believe so. I don't know him that well.
2: He's just been brought over to organization. I've had, you know, seven weeks of spring training where I've really gotten a chance to zone in on him and watch him play baseball games. Um, I've seen it for now 13 games in the regular season. I have no reason to believe that he isn't going to be everything that we've seen. So, still getting to know him, but everything that I like so far, everything that I've seen so far, I really like. It is a catch and throw. It is a release. And it is extremely accurate with a lot of velocity. So, there's work that goes on behind the scenes with him getting drills from from Jeff Banister. They were out there throwing today. Nobody knew what was happening at 2:30 on the ball field here in Miami. They were he he and Jose Herrera were thrown to bases, um, and the pitchers are also doing their job. This is, that's a two punch combo there. The pitchers are delivering the ball to home plate. Those are the little things that we work on ad nauseum during spring training because we knew with the bigger bases and the and the and the disga- uh, disengagement rules the teams had the potential to run so we wanted to to limit those looks and when you ran you were going to get thrown out and he's helped us get out of some big innings by making some good throws
1: all right leave me with this you got a really young baseball team how jacked up were those guys to see kevin durant watching you your team play and then wearing the corbin carroll jersey yeah, I, you know what? I didn't know until the seventh inning, but there, it had already gone through. I,
2: I, I'm such a dope during the game. I'm just watching what's going on in front of me. But behind me, these, these kids were already cycling through it, and they were all excited. So I kind of reengaged uh, and, and and got everybody excited again after I found out in the seventh inning. And I'm like, I cannot believe, A, that he's there um, uh, with campaign, which is who's great. He's been to several of our games. But KD's in the stands. And I looked a little closer and said, Who, whose jerseys he have on? And I thought it was Corbin Carroll's, and I'm like, oh, my God, that is fantastic. That'll never get old. That's a beautiful thing. So we welcome those guys. KD, from what we understand, supports the other teams inside of the city that he's in. He picked a good one, Corbin Carroll, for sure.
0: All right, I'm going to sneak in one last one because you you inspired me. In the all-time history of the world, who would Torrey Lovello have freaked out if he saw that guy was wearing Torrey Lovello's jersey? Who would you have freaked out Uh, about to see, oh, my God, that guy's wearing my jersey? 100%. 100%. 100%.
2: 100%. The old skyhook. Had to be Lou Alcindor, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar.
0: Right, so is. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar sitting in the front row wearing a Torrey Lovello jersey, and you're freaking out. I love it. Tori. we know you got a game to manage. Go do it. We'll talk to you next week, okay? All right, boys. Talk to you soon. Bye-bye. Thanks, Skip. That's Torrey Lovello uh, joining us here on the Burns and Gambo Show, Texas. Your thoughts, as always, on the FanDuel text line at 620-620 right now.